0: Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We gotta see this. But then we hear um the guy whistling for a microphone. Yeah. It was John, and he goes, The kids can stay. <laughs> We're like, oh cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre and we
1: went upstairs and there was a photo of dire straits who mm. did their very first rock class there in 1982. Oh, wow. Which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikeys
0: Got in touch with this. Gives five hundred bucks, so you don't know, get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit! Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview-style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. Oh man, what's going on, Sizzlers? Is everyone all right? You okay there? Hey, eh? you're not doing too bad. I'm, uh, I'm just chilling here in the studio. Podcast is dropping late again, man. I'm a shocker. I apologize uh, to my loyal listeners. However, um, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and the pod can't drop exactly on a Friday. So it's not like it's a week late. I, I, <laughs> I'm I, usually only a day late. So uh, at least we have that. What have I been doing with myself? Well, last night, um, while I was uh, getting the podcast in order um, and uh, transferring the files over, got a bit sidetracked and decided to reorganize my DTOLFs or my uh, uh, display cabinets with all the figures that I've bought over the last um, 18 months. And um, it looks sick. It looks really good. I'm pretty stoked. I wouldn't mind buying a couple more cabinets so that I could expand the, because some things are in boxes and I'd like to open them up. But I did do a lot of unboxing, which was very cathartic. I'm like, why do I have all this stuff in boxes? Why did I buy this stuff? It's taken up too much space. If I unbox it, throw the box away, then something that takes up, you know, all this space can only take up a little space and it'll look cool. And then while I was doing it, I reorganized all my figs. I'm a bit of a wrestling marks at the moment. I've been um, collecting a lot of wrestling figures. And um, I put my cane shelf to on a, in a different detolf and while I was moving it I looked at my collection and I was like, oh my god, I've got like I've I've got quite a few Undertaker figures as well. So I made an Undertaker shelf as well. It looks pretty sick. So next time you come around, if you know me, ask me about my taker shelf and I'll be sure to show it to you. Hey, listen, this week I caught up with guitar teacher Dean Luke. Uh, Keep listening to hear Dean describe how Led Zeppelin's communication breakdown summoned the gods of rock within him to make guitar playing his life. But you'll have to keep listening to hear the exact story. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Friday, sometimes Saturdays, and you can listen to the Art of Touring on iTunes, Spotify, or on Google. Um, guys, tell friends about this podcast. Uh, subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Tweet about it. Make a Facebook post, an Instagram story. Um, you know, just let people know that the pod exists. It'd be a really cool thing because I tell you what, Art of Turing listeners, this is, a, this is episode 92, and once we reach episode 100, that's right, I am hanging up the headphones. No more Art of Touring. I'm going to be... Well, look, you know, I mean, I know a lot of podcasters say this. Look, look, you know, I'm done. But if uh, I could go episode 101, if I could um, find it within me and find some guests that I think could um, really bring a lot to the table. But at this point, um, I, think, uh, I think it's time to say goodbye to this medium for the CIS dog and maybe come back. Another day. Maybe never say never in the podcasting game. But it's not all bad news, Art of Touring listeners. I'm gearing up for a massive hurrah. A final victory lap of the Art of Touring We're going to celebrate the 100th episode with a live event at the Spotted Mallard. I've been promoting it a lot on the show. Now it's all over the book face as well, the Instagram. Please get along. Tickets are available right now. That's Feb 15th. Go to Mosh Ticks and grab those tickets. It's going to be an epic night, but I'll tell you more about it in the plugs at the end of the pod. If you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on, who knows, Sp- uh, superman spider-man some maybe yeah old school marvel cartoons um or dc cartoons and once they're finished that and their their little ears are out of the way then and only then can you put art of Turing back on now let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor episode 92 of the art of touring is brought to you by lobo's collectibles in thornbury Lobo's is Melbourne's largest and best vintage toy store. Uh, They are newly relocated to 310 St. George's Road in Thornbury. And the store has something for everyone. Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Little Pony, Barbie, Star Trek, Dino Riders, pop vinyls, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, So if you're looking for something, a present for a friend of the family, or your wife, your, your miso, your husband, whoever, if they're into collecting and they're into cool stuff, they have to check out Lobo's collectibles in Thornbury. Now, the coolest thing about Lobo's is they are constantly acquiring new old stock to add to their store. So you're sure to find something different every time you visit. If you follow them on their social media, on Facebook and Instagram, they update the the punters on when they get a new collection in. So just recently, this week, they got in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a whole bunch of them. So if you're into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they've got a lot at Lobo's right now. Uh, let them know you heard about the store from the Art of Turing podcast. I love this store. I was just there today. I was just digging through some of the old wrestling figures and I found a Dude Love Bone Crunching Action figure, which I needed for my collection. So I snapped it up. I snapped it up. you got to get down to Lobo's Collectibles in Thornbury. It's the best done toy store in the universe. Before we get into my conversation with Dean Luke, I'd like to play with you some of his music. This is a track called Train by the band Dead Preachers, which he is the guitar player for one of. Here it is, check it out. Yo, there's just a taste of dead preachers. Has a track uh, called Train, and uh, now let's hear the man behind the axe, behind the the six string on that track. <laughs> That's right. Let's sit back and breathe in. It's a Sizz Dog and Dean shooting the shit. Strap in and let's get loose. It's time for the art of touring to begin. Welcome everyone, you're listening to the Art of Touring podcast, sitting here in Siriani Studios in Glorious Epping. It's a little bit warm, it's a little bit rainy, it's a little bit humid, it's, mm-hmm. it's a weird Melbourne day, but that's okay, because sitting across from me, is my guest, Dean Luke, guitar player. How yeah, are you, Dean?
1: I'm very good. I liked how you went all sultry and, <laughs> yeah, and, it went and soft-spoken. Yeah. That. I'd like you to follow me around and introduce me like that all the time. I can do I'll, it. I'll walk into a room and you go, This is Dean Luke, guitar player. <laughs> and i walk in and just i oh, oh, it'll probably be a, an anti climax cuz i walk in and they're like well you know that was an amazing introduction and you know now I've so got this guy. now like how do you live up to that like yeah, yeah. i should just leave like thanks for thanks for doing that yeah, i don't know yeah. how i'm going to live up to my my name being introduced in that kind of tone
0: well i mean you know uh, one of one of my um not one of my favourite wrestlers, but I know of him, because uh, he was wrestling in a time when I wasn't really into it, a guy called um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, no, I know Jake the Snake. Yeah. yeah. And well, uh, not personally. He, and at the time, yeah, right. Yeah. And at the time when he was around, all of the promos of, for all the wrestlers was like, I'm going to beat the hell out of you mm. on Saturday. You know, and mm. Jake would come in and be like, character thing. I'm going to destroy like he'd be really soft-spoken, okay. he was always really like deliberate and soft and that's how he stood out. Yeah, no, that, that
1: makes sense, he's got a bit of a niche
0: way of yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's he's a bit older now, I think I I, I heard an interview with him on Joe Rogan, yes. and he's like much
0: older now. Oh yeah, he's much older, yeah. yeah. He, was a, he was a superstar like in the 80s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And into the 90s a little bit. Yeah. um, But the, yeah, he's actually coming out here in February next. Uh, yeah. this, this year, rather, in a Is few Is he bringing weeks. his snake? I don't. He, he had so. a snake didn't he like, he did he I, had the snake I remember
1: watching like some wrestling VHS's in the yeah. 90s when I was a kid and he was like a big deal and, and uh, I remember him having a snake like comes out in the ring and throws his snake on someone after he's just thrown them on the ground and yes. they freak out and yes
0: yeah. that was his whole gimmick yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake the snake yeah. Oh man, well, um, well, there you go. So sometimes I'll introduce um, people, and and I'll I'll, I'll give it the, the little bit of a sultry yeah, introduction like Jack. I, the I snake. think that's really good. Yeah. What we
1: doing the entire podcast like? <laughs> like right, that would drive yeah. everyone mentally. Probably yeah, with arousal. <laughs> 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 Sorry, doing
0: it for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell me your story, mate. Where did you uh, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I am from Phillip Island, Victoria. Oh,
1: really? So I'm, I'm an islander. Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up on Phillip Island. I was born in the neighbouring town called Wonthaggi. Um, I am the son of a an ex professional surfer and a stay home mum. Yes. And I have um, two brothers and two sisters. Big family. Yeah, big family. And we grew up in Phillip Island together. Um, but you were born in Wonthaggi. I was born in Wonthaggi, which is about.
0: Um, forty-five minutes away. And I know the area really well. You do? How yeah. come? Um, my uh, grandparents um, lived down in Wonthagi. Wow! And we would holiday down there as kids. Uh, do they? Do they live there? I know they're since passed on. Oh, okay, but when when they were around, you yeah. know, walk on the earth. Yeah. Um, we... Did they have a farm? No, no. It was a beach property. Okay, in Wonthagi. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so you know, like. I think it was Safety Beach. They had a couple of beaches. Oh, no,
1: I know Safety Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's in a... Wont- and Beach. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: down there. They had, like, a rock pool and stuff. Yeah. Then there was the surf beach as well, which yeah. is a, a bit more, you know, uh, the tide was a little bit more crazy. Yeah, and the rips
1: and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that area, like Kilcunda and, and Inverloch, it's... it's um, Inverloch. in Phillip Island. yeah. It's quite yeah. popular for surfing. Um, yeah, but, like, you would have grown up going to Inverloch and... Mm-hmm. And doing that whole thing. I did. Yeah, man, that's, that's cool. That that's is really wild, cool. man. Yeah. I love that's that cool. question did where you're. Did you ever go from? to Phillip Island? Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'd go down to one thing and, and you know, go to that um mm-hmm. beach and then we would we'd go up to Phillip Island. I remember as kids we went there once and they had this like it was on it was just off the street, like on the um the main drag where all mm. the shops are. Okay. And you'd walk in and it was like this um it was a remote control boat. Gimmick where you walk in and it was little remote control boats and everyone got a controller and you put your money in and you'd race. Oh. A- along like this track,
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. this is on Phillip Island.
0: Yeah, is
1: it um, where they used to have the go-karts? Maybe because I think it might, I think it might be that. I don't know, but yeah. there used to be a go-kart place yeah. on Phillip Island. It's this big shed, and and they had a little go-kart
0: track. Yes, that was on the other side of the road. So I think oh, that okay. was their competition. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah,
1: there was there used to be. I don't know if it's still there, but mm. there used to be um, this little estate. And they had one shed with go-karts, but uh, there was like a little front room where they also had like, um, like what are they called? Um, the remote control track tra- Track cars that yeah. go around on the tracks. Yes. Yep, and they probably had the remote control boats too.
0: Yeah, maybe it
1: was that Ma- place. Yeah, but then across the road they had what they called the fun shed. I don't know if it's still called the fun shed or if it's fun- the fun shed at the time. Yeah, but yeah. But there was like a big indoor climbing thing with a bouncy castle and a... And yeah. A, it was, and like we all loved it as kids. Shit, but they yeah. might have had a little... Area where they had boats I don't know Maybe But yeah, that was a good time I
0: mean, this was back in the 80s So it could be completely demolished by now Yeah um, You know, but um, That's one of my memories of Phillip Island Obviously that and the penguins, you know Yeah, of course And the seals Yeah, all that gimmick Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing It's Um, It's funny,
1: like um the penguin is sort of like the icon of Phillip Island, and mm. like wherever you'll go, you'll go down the, the 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 main street, and the the bakery has a picture of a penguin like with a with a baking hat on it, like holding yeah. a loaf of bread, and then the the butcher's has a picture of a penguin in like a butcher's apron, like holding a cleaver. <laughs> yes, and then like the chemist has like the picture of like a a penguin like out of it on methadone. No, not, not really, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe it but, does. Yeah, I, I, A friend of mine had um. Um, he told me this joke one time he told me the um about the penguins in St Kilda yeah a- a down that live in the rocks there down oh, really? by the pier yeah there's penguins in St Kilda and they huh. have little penguin tours yeah right and I kind of found this funny because I grew up on Phillip Island and there's lots of penguin tours I'm like oh, these must be shitty penguins like, yeah, yeah. he goes yeah they're all out of it on smack you walk up to them I'm like oh mate can you spare five bucks you just need to get the train back to <laughs> Phillip Island and see me mum oh <laughs> fantastic <laughs> It was a good joke. <laughs> they made yeah. their
0: way all the way to Saint Kilda just to try to get back home. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the things you do for smack. Oh gosh, yeah. even the penguins.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's 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 a it's a big issue. It's yeah, a big especially amongst penguins. Hundred percent. Yeah, the, mm. the penguin community and the drug addiction down there. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's really bad these days. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, were there any musicians in your family? Like, how did music first come to you as as a young person? Well, my first memories of music was um,
1: coming out of um, being coming out of the bath when I was like five or six years old. Yeah, me and my older brother. This was before my maybe before my younger brother came along, and it was just my older sister, me, and my uh, my younger uh, my older sister. My older brother and and me, there's a lot of us. I often get confused. Yeah, yeah. I feel a bit like my dad sometimes. He used to like call out to one of us and, and roll through our names before he got the right one. He go, Shane, uh, Scott, uh, Dean, uh, Isabel, come here.
0: <laughs> yes, my dad did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, Andrew, uh, yeah, David, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: David. Yeah, <laughs> and um and we'd come out of the bath and Mum would bring us out to. We had this old heater. Um, I can't remember the model of it But if I describe it You'd probably know it It was this big brown Rectangle heater Oh yeah And yeah. Um, it just had It had like these Crisscross Kind of um, um, uh, What would you like call Like elements them? Elements That yes. heat up Yes And and they'd turn like This little gas mm-hmm. thing And it'd come on And it'd, it'd heat up slowly So we'd, we'd sit in front of it With our towels on Shivering Until it heated up After yeah. about five minutes And then we'd start to dry off And it would be quite warm And, you'd, and actually get to the point Where it was quite hot You wouldn't it yeah. to too close And then we'd dry off and mum would put us in our pyjamas and then dad would put on all these old rock and roll recordings. So it'd be like Chuck Berry and Jerry Lee Lewis and all of these guys. And we'd literally dance with our parents and our older sister Mm. until we were so giddy and exhausted that we'd just collapse and then they'd scoop us up and just put us into bed. And that was like our ritual every night. Just wow. like, and I remember like listening to Johnny Be Good by by Chuck Berry, and my sister like doing like the rock and roll dancing with us, and because yeah. she was taller than us, older yeah. than us, and she would like dip us through her legs, her like legs, they yeah. do, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and spin us around and stuff like that. Oh, what
0: a great early yeah. memory of music! Yeah,
1: and that was it. And and so my parents were. Huge music fans My dad actually sang in a band He didn't play any instruments Sure But he sang He he said to me I, I wasn't the best singer But I had good timing Right, right And I'm right. like, alright Well, that's that's important yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah You've got to know when to come in <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't want to like be in tune and like come in, you know, come no, with the chorus on the verse. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, it's 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 not such a trivial thing. I've actually met singers that are great singers but don't have a very good sense of timing, or it's, musicians in general. Yeah. A lot that, of guitar players that don't have strange, a lot. of very strange. Yeah. a very
0: good sense of timing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm always very um uh I I, I, I admire Dave Grohl that much because. Because of his like He's drumming thing, and then yeah, like even just a track like "All My Life," like "Gugunk Gugunk," mm. no, is it "All My Life"? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ga gung, ga ga gung, ga So he's doing that on the on the guitar. Yeah. And then the vocals, oh my life, I've been searching for something. It's like a completely different <laughs> rhythm. Yeah. How are you yeah. playing that with your hands? Yeah. And singing that? It's because he's a drummer. He's, yeah. He's got that part in his and brain. He, he, he can just do it. He plays the guitar
1: very rhythmically, too. 100%, and he, he's. Yeah. I, I've actually seen a, an interview where he talks about how he sort of hits the high strings like he's accenting. So, we're like, hitting the. He'll be playing a chord and hitting yeah. the low strings, and then he'll like hit the high strings, like almost like he's accenting a hi hat. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's that's really, really clever. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um And so your folks are just big music fans. Yeah, and uh introducing you to like the classics, you know, at a Pretty young much, age. Yeah. 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 So so there was a lot of there was a lot of like fifties
1: rock and roll. Mm. So that was sort of like what. What Dad would put on in the evening to yeah. to, to get us to you know um, expel our last amount of energy before we go to bed. Yeah, um, which was a pretty clever idea. I good. think. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, you know, um, one of my um, one of my students actually told me um, that she had a friend who was a, started out as a primary school teacher, and after a couple of months, she was just pulling her hair out because she didn't know how to get the kids, particularly the boys, mm. to to just Sit still, and it's yeah. and it's a pretty hard thing for you know <laughs> yeah. guys to sit still. Like it's 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 kind of I, I like I've got my beefs with the system, you know. Like you know, guy, young boys six seven years old can't sit there for six hours completely still, focusing on on different things, you know, completely mm. because they're six seven years old. And instead, they go, oh well, they must have an attention deficit disorder, so we'll give them you know these <laughs> yeah. drugs that are like incredibly. De- Debilitating yeah. in so many ways, and they take them for x amount of years, and sometimes it can really, you know, affect
0: them. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. Yeah. yeah,
1: but um, and so she's like, I don't know what to do, and then she she told one of the other teachers who was a bit older, and she was a, an older female teacher who'd been a, been around for a while. Yeah, and she goes, oh, you should just do what I do. What's that? And she goes, what's that? And she goes, well, I get all the, all the boys before, before we start doing something in class and I need them to concentrate. Yeah. And I send them out on the oval to do three laps and then come back in. Is that right? Yeah. And then they fantastic. just sit back down and they've got no energy left. Well, for at least another half, or, half hour or an hour. Yeah. And that's it. I don't think that's a great
0: idea. That is such a good idea. I'm going to yeah. give that a try next time. <laughs> you should. You should. All right, boys, let's go. Yeah. Like, all right, who needs to do some star jumps in the corner? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's an excellent idea because kids are just balls of energy. Uh, you know. Uh, it, it, and then there's like the other end of the spectrum where you come in after um, lunch and they've, that's all they've been doing is like running around the so they're ready to sleep. And they come in like, oh, I want to learn yeah. about music yeah. This is boring. You know, yeah. you are know, like... I just want to show you some cool stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, So, there. Exactly. It's hard. It's it, hard, is hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, it is hard. Um, you know yeah. Yeah. It is hard. Anyway, what we'll talk about? Yeah. So, no, were well, you just saying that, um, you know, your, your mum and dad introduced you guys to music at an mm-hmm. early age? Um, and uh, so, I mean, I'm assuming at some point you picked up your instrument. Your, I did pick up my guitar, instrument at some yeah. point.
1: But I I think that I got into it a little bit later considering, you know, um, that I had a reasonably musical upbringing. Dad sang in a band. There was lots of music on all the time. Lots of different music. So my dad was really into, like you know, the stuff that he grew up with, which yeah. was, you know, 70s rock. And he was he was a bit of a hippie, you know, he was a surfer. He was really into Neil Young and um, Crosby, Stills and Nash, probably yeah. his favourite, you know. So sort of yeah. hearing those harmonies and all that kind of stuff was pretty incredible. And then he was really into, you know, sort of hippie stuff, like I remember hearing... Um, um what's it called? Is it come together by the no no not 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 the Beatles, but it's a song by I think the band's called the Young Bloods oh, and um the song goes. Um, come on, people, now smile on your brother. Everybody, get together, gotta yeah. to love one another, another right? now. now. like yeah. super
0: hippie song. I yeah, remember it's, hearing it's that a It's from um, uh, Forest Gump
1: as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a one of those iconic songs that sort of like summarizes the '60s just yes. within a couple of minutes. Yeah. And so a l- lot of sort of like 60s and 70s rock and then he was also into he was also into you know ac and and Deep Purple and all that kind of stuff but I think that you know he reserved that for other times most of the time when he at the end of the night, when he's been working all day, he'd put on Crosby Stills and Nash or something else to chill out. Tent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one time we we used to go on to uh, we used to go to holiday in, in Byron Bay when we were kids. So we'd go up there for like a couple of months wow. a time in winter, and Dad would shape surfboards at, an, at another place, and we'd just live in a tent for like for like three months in the winter, which is great. and Just go to the beach all day. Yeah, and you know, um, uh, uh, Dad would go and buy these these this music from, like, this hippie kind of uh, music shop. And, yeah. like, all the all the shops were hippie shops, but th- this was, like, particularly hippie. And he'd buy, like, like whale noises and, like, dolphin noises, where it's, like, this kind of ambient synth and the sounds of whale noises and dolphin noises. That is and, hippie. Yeah, and he'd just play it, like, around the campsite and play it, like, at night. And yeah. one time this... um. This lady who was camping next to us came over to him one day and she goes, oh, I love that music that you play at night, that ambient synth with the dolphin noises. Is that to calm the kids down? And he goes, no, nah, it's to calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a chill my- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic, but yeah, he was he was really into music, and Mum was really into music, and and she was a little younger than him. Like she was ten years younger, so she was kind of into David Bowie and okay. you know that kind of stuff, and yeah, yeah, and Talking Heads. So she was into kind of that stuff, and he was more of a seventies guy, more yeah. of a well, David Bowie's a seventies artist, but she was more into sort of like turn, like eighties Bowie, like Ashes to Ashes, and yeah. that
0: kind of thing. <clears throat> U2 and stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, but then, you know, Dad played in the band and he did a lot of 90s stuff. So, we'd hear Nirvana. And my, and my oldest sister was really into Nirvana and Pearl Jam and yep. and and um, Live and, like, all the sort of corn and all the 90s bands. Sure, sure. And so, there was a lot of different kind of music. You'd yeah. have, like, the Young Bloods playing out in the lounge room and then you'd have, you know, um, a corn track in my, coming from my sister's room. And it was just kind of, it was just, like, kind of all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there was always music going on all the time. Um, but I didn't get into playing music until I was about 14. I say seriously 16. What My, my brother, my older brother, um, played guitar. He started playing guitar. I think my parents got him a guitar when we were in Byron Bay one year. Okay. And he started to get lessons off one of Dad's friends up in Byron Bay. And then and then um, he, he played for a bit when he was maybe about like eight, nine, ten, something like that, and sure. then put it away and then picked it back up when he was in high school. It would have been about 15 or 16, and I okay. was maybe at 13 or 14 at the time. Right. And he, he started to kind of, uh, it was like he was a little bit older and he can kind of digest all of his lessons a bit better yeah. and, and maybe he had... Kind of clicked bit, with him a yeah, bit Yeah, maybe then. a bit more of an interest. And, you know, I yeah. think I think a lot of, it's, it's interesting, my piano teacher um, said to me, um, she reckons that, um, boys kind of get into it when they're younger and then they drop it and then they get into it again in their teens. Right. And maybe that kind of, um, that kind of like, you know, all the hormones turn on and y- you kind of want to find who you are and your yeah. identity and you want to find something to... To, to hold
0: on to. <laughs> yeah, to,
1: to describe yourself as a person to kind of cut your your identity into the world and it might be music or it might be something else or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or maybe you just think, oh, well, this will this will help me... Get a girlfriend. If I, can, I mean, you never I mean, know. I don't know. So, yeah, but that was never the case for me. But I know a lot of people who were like, "Oh, maybe this will help." But I, I, I was, I was never like that. I never <laughs> yeah, thought yeah. about it that way. What nah, about yeah, you? Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, I my mum was a guitar teacher, so mm. I always thought guitar was quite daggy um, Okay, growing up. Um, but then, What kind of style of guitar? Was it classical or folk? Oh, it was folk. Yeah, okay. yeah, folk, acoustic stuff, you know. Um, but I always wanted to play the drums. I mean, From mm-hmm. when I was five, I said, Mum, mm-hmm. I want to play the drums. She's like, ask me again when you're 10. And so then when I was 10, I said, Mum, I want to you play the when drums. I you were, when you're 20, you what? Say yeah. <laughs> when I met you 15, like yeah. every five years. No, so but when I was 10, she goes, all right, fine, you know, you still want to do it after five years. Um, and so then I started playing the drums. But um, I, I didn't really... I, I I came to guitar and singing in a little bit of a roundabout way, because I was playing drums in all these bands in in high school, but getting frustrated that all the singers couldn't sing in tune. Okay, and singing always just came naturally to me. Uh, Did
1: you had vocal lessons? Did your mum sing? No, no, no. no. Okay.
0: I, well, my mum sang, but she never taught me. She was yeah. more of a, a guitar teacher, mm. and I hadn't. I was just in the choirs at school and yeah, stuff okay. like that. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I'll, I'll just pick up the the mic instead and, and drop the drumsticks, and I'll just get a drummer instead. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how kind of music kind of came. To me, yeah, more out of um, it was something that I always wanted to do mm-hmm. from when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, trying to impress girls with music that's that's pretty tough. <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. and the thing about it, like have you ever seen those memes and it's like uh, it's like a picture of a guy singing in their cheering song and then all the girls are like crying and <laughs> and, 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 and thirsting and then there's yeah. a guy like doing sweet picking and there's like no girls there at all. Yeah, it's just yeah. some some dude with a neck beard and a ponytail yes. like frothing at the mouth, but there's yeah. not a
0: not a not a woman in sight. No, no. <laughs> Learn a couple of chords, have a good yeah. sultry voice, you'll probably get some ladies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I
1: never really thought about it that yeah, way I always thought yeah. that was kind of silly like and I had a lot of friends like still to this day people are like oh it's really like the girls love it right and I'm like "Well, mm, mm. I don't know like when I was in high school like um I grew up in the country like yeah. I said before and like footy guys were the guys that oh, the girls kind of like yeah like because footy was really big and yeah. you know we, we all play footy and 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 surfers and stuff and I surfed because my dad was um, you know, a surfer, and he taught all of us how to surf. Yeah, but like, I didn't really think of music as something that it was kind of stand out. I like, think
0: you, you probably better have a better shot of getting with the band girls or with the performing arts yeah. girls. You know, yeah, the, okay, you know, the A group yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. because you're both into the same thing. So if you're into something that chicks are into, then mm. I guess that kind of makes yeah. sense. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you picked up the guitar eventually. Come I, on, my, tell me about your guitar. All playing, right, mate. I'm getting there. <laughs> God
1: sake. you, <laughs> fucking out. <laughs> <hell. laughs> (laughs) Um, right, all right. No, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want you to savour this story. Yeah, please do. I want you to savour this story. I'm going to do it like this. Yeah, yeah. So I started playing the guitar when I was about 14. Oh, wow. And, yeah, um, no, um, so, so my brother got back into it, and he, he really took to it. Um, and then he got, and then he started, and, and, um, he was playing this old nylon string acoustic, and he, and he upgraded himself to, to a, to a, a, um, to a, a a steel string acoustic. Yes. And I'm like, "Man, that's really cool. Can you can you show me?" And so I would he taught me a couple of chords on um on his old nylon string acoustic, and yes. sometimes he'd let me borrow it. And I think the first song he taught me was "Time of Your Life" by Green Day. I'm pretty Perfect. sure. Yeah. Because you can just play those. It's um, G, and then um, C, and C then sus T. two, and then it's and yeah. it's D sus four. So you can keep the fourth and th- and third finger down, and just move yeah. the second and first finger down, which is great to play the verse anyway. Yeah. And um and then he got an electric. Ah. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's that's really cool. And I'm sort of strumming away on this nylon string, and then. I, I asked my mum if I could get a a a, a, um, an, a steel oh, string. Oh, okay. So I got a steel string, and um I would play on that, and and this was around fourteen to fifteen, and then I'm like. Maybe I should get an electric guitar like Shane. Like it's it's really cool when he's playing his electric guitar. It's just awesome. And he had this. It was like a Strat copy, but he had a whammy bar, and he'd use yeah. it when he played the chords and and do little dive bombs and stuff like that. Yeah, which is you know all very fun and entertaining when you're like you know 15, 16, and you just bought an electric guitar. Yeah, and um, I'm like maybe I should get one of these. And um, then what happened? This is around the same time that um, we we're all kind of getting into our own music. So we, we'd grown up with our parents' music, and we wanted to find our own sort of music. And when you when you're like fifteen, sixteen, you sort of want to start working out who you are, and yeah. and what do I like, and and you know what's my opinion on this, and what do I want to do. Sure. And. Um, we I started just kind of get into get into classic rock. I got i I I'd heard heaps of classic rock, but I, I started to get into classic rock that I liked. Okay. So I started to kinda of get into A C D C. You know, I heard Dad playing A C D C but I started getting more into A C D C and then Guns N' Roses as well and and then Mum was sort of seeing this progression happening. And yeah. and my brothers were also sort of getting into it and we all kinda of liked the energy and there was a sort of there was sort of like a, you know a masculine element to it that we all kind of oh, were 100%. aspiring to, and yeah. And then Mum came home one day with this double CD Led Zeppelin um, remastered double CD, which I think came out sometime in the nineties. And this would have been like maybe two thousand and three, two thousand and four by this that's time. Cool, yeah, it'd been around for a while. And she came home with it, and she goes, "Here you go," and gives it to me. And I'm like, "What's this?" She's like, "Oh, that's Led Zeppelin." And I'm like, Led Zeppelin? And I've heard, I'd heard the name and probably heard Dad play before, and I'm like 14, I'm, I don't know much. Sure. And, and she's like, yeah, Led Zeppelin, they're like one of the best rock bands ever. Yeah. She's like, give it a listen. And I'm like, okay. And my mum's kind of hard of hearing. And I remember the night before she was up, you know, cranking Simon and Garfunkel and smoking joint after joint. And so the, the, um, the, the stereo was very loud, like it was at Cindy volume, you know. <gasps> and I've taken the first CD out, and I put it in the the CD case, and I and I put it in. And um, God, like, remember, remember when we used to play CDs? CDs, Isn't man. Wasn't that wasn't that a time? It's insane. Yeah. yeah, and and you could and remember how excited we were when you could get like three CDs and and program different songs from different CDs, and it'd flip around and find them. Like, yeah, yeah. man, some people had that in their car. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, They had these ones where you could just keep feeding the CD into the same slot. Mm. That was, was that wild, like, and there was ones like in the back of the car, like yeah, yeah. You'd open <laughs> had up the like the boot a stack, and, and you would like put your ten yeah. CD up. And every
1: car had a you big book, book full of CDs. And you, and yeah, when yeah. burning came in, and you had all the burnt CDs with like with like you know the name written on them with a with a
0: permanent marker, and then a picture of a dick and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> see, even what a like, time! See that that ghetto blaster there? That's mm-hmm. just kind of behind the um. The poster with a target bag on top of it at the moment. Yeah, Um, I I washed my car with my my girls the other day. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll get the old ghetto blaster out and put Mm. a CD on. Yeah, because I didn't know where the Bluetooth speaker was. And so I'm like, I'll grab a CD. And I I found these CDs that said Wedding Mix Volume One. I'm like, Am I that old (laughs) that I had mixed CDs when I was married? I'm like, I got married in 2009.
1: Okay, no, and that's. Bird uh, uh, No, that's on the cusp. Was still that's, a thing. I think so, yeah. Yes. I'd say so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in 2009, yeah, there sure. There was some good stuff on there, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what was <laughs> on there? Oh, there was some Jeff Buckley, oh, you know. Yeah, there was I love Jeff Buckley. Some 70s stuff, some yeah. 90s stuff. I remember of stuff listening on there. to tapes in the car that yeah. Mom, with Grace on it that Mum had taped because Mum was a big Jeff Buckley fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dad like, really liked the 70s stuff. And she was kind of into more 90s. She liked a lot of 90s stuff, like Radiohead yeah. and Jeff Buckley. So there was a big kind of mixture. And I remember um, she'd like taped multiple like songs a couple of different times because mm. she like, oh I want to hear that one again. And so it was Grace, <laughs> but like Hallelujah was twice and like oh, Love really? You Should've Come Over was on there twice and Lilac Wine was I've on there never three heard times. Of that and, before. Yeah, on the on the C D so you could put it in and go instead of having to go back on the on the tape. Sorry, this this is a tape. Yeah. And instead of having to go back Lila on the
0: tape. just It's like oh I want
1: to hear Lilac Wine again. Oh it's coming on again. Beautiful. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it was ingenious. Um,
0: so she hands you, Led and she's, she'd even written on. Oh, sorry, right, she'd
1: even written on the seat. Remember, how, like you could get the little, little, little piece of card that had like yes, the and you'd l- write track lines that you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah she wrote yeah. like track one, like this song, and then track two. Lilac wine, and then track three, lilac wine, and she'd have a little note next to it like lilac wine, and then lilac lilac wine, uh, wine two, just because, and then lilac wine three, because I like it, and, like <laughs> little kind of justifications next to it. to
0: <laughs> why there's three songs exactly. the same in a row? Exactly. Classic.
1: Anyway, so I was talking about Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, and so I, so my mum's a bit hard of hearing, so the the, the stereo was cranked, mm. and I put this first CD in, and I push the thing closed, and I press play, and I'm sitting there. And the next thing I remember is Communication Breakdown coming on at, like, an ungodly volume, which is probably the best way to listen to Communication (laughs) Breakdown. And I was sitting there and I just heard, And then when the drums came in, that snare, like, bang, I think I blinked because it was, like, so loud. And then the whole song started and I'm just like, this is amazing. I was like sitting there, like yeah. electrified, like the like the sitting there with, on on my knees to get down on the stereo to actually put the seat in. Like so I'm kneeling there, like it's a shrine. Sure. And then the solo, it's like ah, suck bang, and the solo comes in, and I'm like, that's it, that's it, that's it. I'm going to be a guitar player. That's, that's it. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a musician. I don't know how I'm going to make any money. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm <laughs> going to be a guitar player, and I'm going to be a good guitar player, and I'm going to be a musician. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Who is this person playing the guitar this way? Yeah. And Mum's like, "Oh, that's Jimmy Page." Yeah, and I'm like, "Who's Jimmy Page?" And I go over to the computer oh, and I Google Jimmy Page, and I find out that Jimmy Page is this cool, amazing musician. He's considered one of the best guitar players ever, and he's got long black hair, and he's into the occult, and he lives in <laughs> Aleister Crowley's house, and he plays Les Paul with a, a violin bow. And I'm like, "That's it. Yeah,
0: I'm he's gonna get the real deal."
1: So I went out and bought myself a, a Les Paul copy, beautiful, and I started learning as much Led Zeppelin as I could and I'm going to be guitar player like Jimmy Page. What Les Paul copy did you get? I I it was called an Electra. Electra. It was called an Electra. That's I don't cool, know if you'd even find it online. Yeah. But yeah. I went to one, the one Thaggy music store called C-Mark. It's not it's not there anymore. And I bought One Thaggy you know, had a music store? It did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One of my friends um um Alistair. His name's Benny, but his last name's Alistair, and everyone calls him Alistair. Um, he's on Instagram as four twenty Benny. Four twenty Benny. Four twenty Benny. And he he works at the um, the um, para- uh, guitar paradise in North Richmond, ah. which is a great store, amazing store. Um, and um, and Drummers Paradise is right next door. If you're interested.
0: Yeah, I, I bought my um, my wah wah pedal at, at that yeah. store. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: a great store. And mm. um, he he used to work at C Mark in Wentzake. All well, these go. years ago. So we know each other from back in the day and I used to come down from school and uh, at lunchtime and go into the, the music, music shop store. and play all the guitars and then and then go, oh, I'm not gonna go to my last class and just stay in the <laughs> music store until three thirty and then get take take the bus home. home. Yeah. Fantastic. So that was it, that was the starting point. And
0: that's that's how the, the guitar kind of came to you. Well, I mean what an introduction. I mean that's the best that's the best introduction to the guitar that you could possibly imagine. So your mum mm-hmm. did did you a service in she that did. regard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do want to hear more about your journey and how it came to be that you are a guitar player. But before we do, I'd like to take a moment to tell our listeners about Anytime Fitness in Epping. I recently joined the Anytime Fitness community and I love it. They give you a key fob, uh, which gives you access to... 24-hour access not only to your home gym but every anytime fitness location around the world which means if you're planning a holiday and you don't want to ease up on your training while you're overseas or interstate you can still find a gym wherever you are around the globe it's perfect for the touring Muso or for the wrestler as well the touring wrestler if you're on the road and you need to get a pump in before your next match or your next gig you can always find an anytime fitness somewhere and get your training in I love the whole concept of the 24-hour gym, and I think the best part for me, because I don't like training with headphones, uh, is they have an app called Crowd DJ, which you can download to your smartphone, and you can control the music in the gym. So if you're in the mood to play some of your favorite tracks, and you've forgotten your headphones at home, or if you are like me, and you don't train with headphones on, uh, you can still listen to your own playlist of music while getting your gym session done. Uh, You also have the Anytime Fitness app which you have access to when you sign up uh, uh, which has heaps of programs and workouts uh, to help you on your fitness journey. Not to mention the very friendly staff who are always happy to help. So head on down to Anytime Fitness in Epping and sign up today. You, um, did you play uh, in bands in high school after you found, like, this love for it? Well,
1: um, my brother, uh, um, my brother's play, so my, my older brother plays, mm. and my my younger brother got into the drums around the same time. So he heard John Bonham. So he's probably got his own story of hearing John Bonham um, m- much the same way as I have my story of hearing Jimmy Page. He probably, yeah. From the same CD. Yeah. Um, and he got really into the drums, and he started learning the drums and having lessons with this cool guy who was from the UK who who actually went and saw um, Led Zeppelin at um, Nebworth, I think. Okay. In in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe, I don't know, uh, might have been like 1980, because I think John Bonham died like... Around that time, right, so, right, um, and so he he got really into the drums, and he's a very good drummer. Mm. And um, we would jam, you know. So we I jam at home, I jam with my brother, and, I, and my older brother would come in, and we jam. And my old brother would sometimes play the bass. And um, yeah, so I jam a lot with my brothers. Yeah, but it wasn't was cool.
0: an official band; it was more just not, like just jamming with your really. bros.
1: Not really. No, I was sort of more interested in. Um, Kind of uh, jamming with my brothers, trying out new things, and just trying to learn and improve as much as I could. So that sure. was more interesting to me than like kind of learning different songs and jamming with them with people. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Like though I do that with with my brother, but it was more about learning as much
0: as I could. Yeah, nice really. Um, and so eventually you, you leave high school. You go mm-hmm. all the way up through to year twelve. I do. Yeah, I went all the way through to year twelve, and the reason why is
1: because I thought could I get a job. Or should I stay in school? And I thought, no, I'll stay in school because um, I've only got six-hour days instead of eight-hour days. Yep. And I get more time to play the guitar. And also I get holidays, which will give me more time to play the guitar. So that's the reason why I stayed in school you from go. year
0: 10 to the year 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you graduated uh, and then... Did obviously, I mean, you live down. You didn't drive all the way from Phillip Island tonight. Where, where you? you, I, live you in, t- I live in
1: I live in Coburg, so Coburg. I moved, I moved to um, Melbourne, um, maybe oh God, four or five years ago, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. I moved to Fitzroy. Then lived in Fitzroy for a bit, and then moved to Northcote, and lived in Northcote for a bit, and then lived in Brunswick for a bit, and now I live in Coburg. Yeah, right on. So yeah, I, I I say to friends I've done the Wog trifecta, like Northcote, <laughs> Brunswick, Coburg. <laughs> so yeah, I'm basically Greek now. There you go. So yeah,
0: <laughs> um, a lot s- a lot
1: of people ask me if I'm Italian or something because I look I look very Italian. Like I've always had that. Yeah, and yeah. I grew, and going to school in faggy lots of Italian families because there's lots of um. It's there, been like a, a Long history of like um, farming and stuff around the area. and A lot of yeah. lot of Italian families who have farms in their families for like you know decades, mm-hmm. and they'd always be like, "You're Italian, don't yeah, you're Italian." Yeah. But um, I don't know Like uh, I, I wished I was Because they yeah. all They could all Get grappa very easily And, <laughs> and they sh- Often bring They'd often bring it to school Like Oh look what I bought really? I Snuck it out of my You know Yeah yeah I Snuck it out of the shed This bottle yeah, of Of, of all grappa all And we'd all pass it around At lunchtime. Sure sure Go back to our second class All <laughs> wobbly All loopy <laughs> Yeah exactly It
0: was pure Crazy. alcohol Grappa Yeah I man. know And then forget- it used to be Because I'm, I'm Italian Yeah And my mum's Irish But you know a big Italian family on my dad's side, so and you got uh, drinkers on both sides. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right. And I remember my uh, uh, grandparents, my dad's parents, um, would have the grappa, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then we also had an, uh, uh, an elderly couple living next door to us. Growing up, Aldo, um, he was full-blooded Italian, and I remember he would put grappa in his coffee mm. and it would this his house always smelt like this majestic like amazing aroma and wow. not now now i realize what it was it was the coffee and the grappa making it smell like amazing like 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> how much was he drinking he's probably quite a bit <laughs> god
1: wow oh wogs
0: mate they could put it away oh i can imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's a good effort there you go Mm. Um, and so you make your way down here, and mm-hmm. so what do you what do you do with yourself once you leave school? Well,
1: um, I I kind of for a couple of years I just I just studied guitar playing, so yeah. I have a, 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 enough. I have a job, you know, in hospitality or 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 um, or stacking shelves. You know yeah. enough to just pay my rent and then like a a part time job and the rest of the time I just I just study music and I got into I got really into uh, piano playing around the same time so yeah. um I got it I got it, like we always had a piano when I would play it sure um but then I, I got into it as a means of furthering my musical education yeah, along with the guitar yeah. yeah yeah because the piano is a very logical instrument it, you know it's a lot more logically set out than the guitar yeah and it's, it's, all it's there. very easy to sort of understand music theory through the piano so I got into that yeah. Um, and for a couple of years, I basically just studied. And I, I lived in the country, and we, so I, you know, it was quite far from like unis and stuff like that. But I'm a really kind of, um, um, I'm a bit of a nut, Dave. I'm a bit of a nut. Like, I've got my dad's sort of uh, um, pro surfer genes running through me. Like, all of us boys, we can't sit still. Like, sure. we just kind of, and we're also quite headstrong. And, and I wanted to do it my way. I wanted to learn music my way. I didn't want to go to uni. I didn't want to do those things. I had I had a, a piano teacher and I had a guitar teacher for a while in, in high school, but I didn't yeah. see him after high school. Um, and I studied music at school, but I wanted to learn on my own. Sure. And so I bought books and all that kind of stuff, and I started to study and learn songs and learn music theory and, you know, just learn lots of different stuff on the guitar and lots of different solos and songs by different players, you know, and just try to educate myself as much as I could. And and I think that actually works really well for me. Sure. You know, I'm I'm one of those people that really likes doing it on my own, and I'm probably... It, it, it's probably better for me to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that's the reason why I didn't go on. And, and I and I and I don't have a university degree. I don't have that kind of an education. But you yeah. know, um, I have you know done a lot of study. And, and like I, I talk to friends who who have studied. You know, um, had had a tertiary education. They're like, yeah. you know, you you know just as much as me, except you just don't have a hex which is yeah, <laughs> which is nice. And I actually, I actually um, one of my um, one of my good mates is a school teacher, and I said to him, you know what, I've been thinking of going back to school and just kind of getting a degree because I've you know, like just to show that I have this knowledge. Because if you sure. don't have, like, the the good thing about the degrees, it just shows people that you have what it takes. Yeah, you've you got know. that knowledge. Yeah, base. like you might not have what it takes without it, but you can't really show people. And he just said, don't do it. And I said, really? "Really?" He said, "Don't do it." He said, "He said I don't think he says you're already working. You're already got a, a a guitar studio set up. You're already making you know good money. Yeah, there's no point." He said,
0: I, "Unless you uh, want to go into high school." Yeah,
1: he said, "Unless you want to do that, which I was thinking of doing at some point, going sure. into high school or even um, you know stuff like that." And he said, I, "I just wouldn't do it He says, you're already set up and doing well." He says, "Don't." So don't give yourself a debt just to, mm. you know, when, when, you know, things are the way they are. So that kind of put me off. But I might I might do it one day i'm not yeah, sure but yeah yeah
0: see how you go yeah um and so in this time in your early 20s um coming to melbourne and you know kind of teaching yourself uh the the i mean not teaching yourself you had a piano teacher and a, and mm. a guitar teacher but but you know really kind of instead of going into a um you're an institution to do all of that you know doing it on your own uh well, did you get into any bands and stuff like that play oh, music i played live? with a
1: lot of people and i and i did a lot of like jamming things and and um and playing like, um, fill in stuff, like, like what you, you, you did, um, with the Pearl Jam thing, like things yeah. like that, like yeah. oh, we need a guitar player to do go and do this sort of thing, and yes. so I would do a bit like I, I would do a bit of that kind of stuff. bit of hard I, gun work, yeah, but I didn't really get into um, doing my own original thing for a while. Sure, so started that up uh, maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. and that's kind of gone on the the back burner since, just because um, good friend who was playing with me for a while has stopped to sort of start a family and get sorted and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, just kind of on the lookout. So, if there's any drummers yeah, or bass right. guitarists listening, yes, <laughs> please, and they like classic rock, then please get in touch. There you go. Yeah. What was the project called? Uh, the, the project's called The Evils. It's a rock. It, it's a rock trio where I sing and play guitar, and then yeah. it's just uh, bass, drums, and and um, guitars and vocals. And you're the front man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice and then fun. there was. Um, and then there was preachers with with um, with Rusty. So I remember um, I was going on my way. To, on a camping trip with my ex-partner, and um, I can't remember where we were going, but it was out somewhere, somewhere in rural Victoria, and yeah. we're just about to lose reception. We we're going, we we're going into the dead zone, and um, I, I just thought maybe I should just message Russell and say, hey, you want to have a jam sometime and just mm. see what happens? And so I did, and then I didn't get his message back for like three days because until we were out of the dead zone. Yeah, and then we just started. We had a jam. We started to write some songs, and um, and uh, yeah, and then. Preacher's was born. Yeah, yeah, which was cool, and that's still
0: a, that's still a thing, isn't it? Well, that-
1: it's 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 still a thing, and I think it'll always be a thing. But the thing is, um, um, we've all kind of come to this same like stop at the moment um, where. Um, The drummer's the drummer was the same drummer from from the evils. So he's he's um, he's starting a family. So he kind of wants to have some time off. Um, And then Russell's got a really really busy year coming up with the Kings, and so he's probably not going to be able to do too much else besides that. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got um, the evils, and then another project I want to start as well. Yeah. So um, he we kind of we kind of all like well maybe we should just kind of. Stop, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do some recording. So by the end of the year, we'll hopefully have an album done recorded. Nice. And what we'll probably do is just always be a band, but we'll be a band that comes together and plays when it suits. The us. other bands aren't doing anything. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's lots yeah. of bands in Melbourne that do that. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: It's it's like their side band, mm-hmm. or you know, yeah, 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 in and out, in and out, yeah. Far out, so man. I think
1: it'll always be a thing, but it'll just be something that we kind of come and do when we can do it.
0: Yeah, nice. Know? So yeah, uh, that's a cool thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, as you know, I had Rusty on on the show um, yeah. a few months ago. Yeah, he was. And- he
1: actually um, he mentioned that. I walked into the kitchen one day and he looked up while he was injecting his steroids and said, "Hey, you should really do that that um, art
0: of doing <laughs> podcast." <laughs> Yeah, we should really do. Does he need an intervention? Because I'm a bit worried about him. It yeah, I think he serious. does. Look, yeah. I try,
1: I try, Dave. I really oh, okay. try. Okay, well, I hope someone talks <clears throat> to him soon. Yeah. yeah, it's his balls. I'm worried. about. Like, his <laughs> biceps look fantastic. Like, yeah, he might want well to have kids one day. Like you
0: never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Have stranger things, exactly. Oh yeah. gosh. Oh wow, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> and so.
1: I live with Russell, so.
0: Yeah, what's that?
1: I live with Russell, so. Oh, you live with yeah. Russ? Yeah, that's why I'm a I mean prick to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. He doesn't do steroids. I just want to
0: clarify that. Yeah, if you're listening, That's, Russ, we're just yeah. we're busting your balls, mate. Yeah, exactly. Your tiny shriveled boys' yeah. balls from your steroid. You. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. We're, we're busting what's left at them. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. They're sometimes hard to find, but like when we do, we'll bust them.
0: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
1: I remember in in high school, like um, one of my teachers like roasted roasted this kid in my class. He was like him and his friend were like having a bit of a play fight. He's like, "Oh, you kids, sit down." And then yeah. And then, like, one of his friends, like, threw this sneaky jab at him and kind of hit him around the groin. And he's like, "He's like, oh, you almost hit me in the dick. And then the, the teacher goes, it must be a pretty small target. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Fantastic>. <laughs> it was good. I yeah. would have it shut was, him up quick. Yeah,
1: it was, a, it was a rough school. So, most of the teachers were, like, pretty sassy. Pretty sassy. <laughs> pretty
0: sa- yeah, you'd mm-hmm. have to be. You'd have mm-hmm. to have a big uh, mm-hmm. bit of armor when you're yeah. teaching in, in a tough school. Yeah. I mean, my my first teaching gig um, was out in Melton, and mm, okay. and I was only twenty six at the time, mm. um, doing classroom music, and uh, it was it was brutal, you know. Mm. Um, I, I remember I had just gone through a hernia operation. Oh wow! So I couldn't I couldn't talk past a whisper. Wow! Um, and I'd been teaching singing like since I was twenty, like so mm. I, I knew, and I'd gone through, you know. Teachers college and everything Mm -hmm. So I knew what to do I'd I'd done my rounds I knew how to Mm -hmm. conduct myself In the classroom But um, as soon as I got in there Because I couldn't really Raise my voice As soon as anyone marked up I'd be like Can you stop that please no, like, I was, fly. it wasn't it didn't yeah, fly yeah. at one point these kids got up and started throwing their pencil case against the <laughs> wall and so, thank god the PE teacher walked past the hallway and saw what was going on yeah. came in and just ripped strips yeah. through I'm like what are you doing sit the yeah. hell yeah. down and, you and shit you PE know, and teachers are like full of energy <laughs> yeah. they're all super macho so. and, 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 and later on <laughs> I went up to I can't remember the teacher's name but I went up to him in the in the staff room I said dude thank you so much I, could, I, I can't raise my voice to him yeah. Until these stitches in my abdomen here, yeah. you know. But once they're out, those kids are fucked, I tell
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> You're making a shit list, writing down names. Johnny, Sean. No, they're, oh, they're all fucked, I tell you.
0: They're all called Jordan, <laughs> mate. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs>
1: They're all called fucking Jordan, oh, fucking of course. Jordan. They are. I See, well, I, I i went to I went to um, school, high school in town where they're all called Braxton or like mm. something like that. Like it was, it was Reese or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reese is probably tame compared to like Braxton or yeah, fucking yeah. Or Brody, it, Brody or Broden, or you know, like the Bogans. They get two Bogan names and then they'll they smash them together, together and yeah. they're like that
0: sounds good. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild, man. I've taught some interesting names. One of the fun memories I have of teaching and, and like with names, especially nicknames, is that I was going through the the, um, the role one day, and there was a Christopher, a Christopher, and a Christopher. There was three Chris. Okay, right. And so I go, oh, um, Chris. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, John, yeah, Sally, and then, uh, do you mind if I call you Christopher? Yeah, that's fine. Christopher's good. I actually prefer Christopher. Yeah, no Mm -hmm. worries. There's a third one. Oh, okay. Um, How about Topher? (laughs) You good with Topher? Topher. And it's this mild-mannered kid, right? He's like, oh, okay, Topher, right? This was year seven. Mm -hmm. I gave the kid his name. His After nickname. After that, it started. No one called him Chris or Christopher. It yeah. was Topher. Topher. Topher's kind of cool. Yeah, I was so stoked. Yeah. Like, I, I really want to see if that kid or that man now, because this was. It's back still called in, Topher. Oh, I, I hope he is. Yeah. Because the be thing pretty is, wild. like, you could be
1: called Topher in high school and then you move away yeah. and then no one, no one no knows, knows that you. you're called Topher and you just say, oh, my name's Chris and they just start calling you Chris. Exactly. Yeah. So it
0: really would depend whether or not he enjoyed being called Topher. Yeah. So there you go. What was your nickname in high school? Siri. Siri, of course it yes, was. Yes, Dave Siriani, yeah. Siri. But I was a little Siri. Okay. Because I had two older brothers, Big Siri, <laughs> Middle Siri, and I was the little Siri. Yeah. Um, but uh Sis Dog came about. Sis Dog. Sis, yeah. yeah. That's actually, what we would have
1: called you in one thank you, secondary college. You would have been Sis Dog. The Sis. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Scissor. Oh Scissor. Scissor, right. yeah. Syriani Scissor. Yeah. That's how yeah. it came about. It was actually at the same school when I first started teaching. Yeah. One of my colleagues came up to me and was calling me Scissor all the time. Mm. And then uh, at one point in the office. We all started e- call, calling each other dog. What's up, dog? Yeah. Hey, dog. Yeah. And so, the, and then we just started. Um- adding the first name or like the the, the initial um, nickname to dog at the end so yeah. there was marie plumardes she became plu dog there was <laughs> there was heather so she was h dog oh, and then there was sis i wanted to work h- with, Yeah, h dog yeah. and then i was already sis or sizar so then dog. i was sis dog. Yeah. dog this was like when i was 27 yeah. i've had and before that i was only ever dave or siri like yeah. that was it and so to actually take on a brand new nickname as an adult I've embraced it and now yeah, yeah I'm I'm Sis. Cool. Everyone calls me Sis. Yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah. I even got the number cis plate. Sis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You really
1: are a wog, aren't you? Dying, <laughs> get
0: the number plate,
1: oh Jesus. Do you it's remember wonderful. um do you remember Guido Hutsis? The comedian Guido Hatzis? or maybe that was a character he played.
0: I remember Guido Hutsis, and yeah, yeah. He'd
1: ring people up and he'd do these prank calls. This was like early two thousands. And he'd um he'd ring, he rang up this number plate place one time He he's like, yeah I'd like a um I'd like a like a uh, number plate and I want on the front I want uh, Guido, and on the back I want is a legend and a kickboxing champion. <laughs> 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 they are amazing and, and a he, kickboxing yeah, champion. And he used to like wear these like big shirts with all the chains and stuff That's like that. Right, Open Guido shirts, yeah. Us, yes. Guido had this. Yeah, Fantastic. I wonder if he's still around. I don't know.
0: I don't remember that comedian's name yeah. who did that gimmick, but it was really yeah. funny. Yeah, Guido. Guido. I mean, there was for. Uh, Jeez, going back to One Thaggy, there was a, um, there was there was this show in the eighties called the Comedy Company.
1: Yeah, I and, think I remember and there it. was
0: this a character on it called um, Con, Con the Fruit. Con the
1: Fruiterer, yes,
0: yeah. If not ripe right, right now, couple of Days. couple of that days. That was his thing. Couple yes, of days. Couple he of days. had a
1: song called "Couple of Days." He did. Yeah, it was had like, an album. Yeah, it, it did pretty well. Yeah, it was like yeah. "Couple of Days." <laughs> couple of. Days. That was amazing. Yeah, oh, and then man. Effie was
0: Effie on that show. Effie? I think Effie may have been part and of I the comedy And I think Nick Gianopoulos might have had something to do with maybe, it Maybe, and then maybe. obviously they did the yeah. Acropolis Now or whatever. Yeah, where yeah, they yeah, had yeah. That, The whole sitcom in the, I think and it was like a Was, was, or was that the
1: one with um, Eric Banner as Poyter?
0: Oh, shit. Was it, or is that no, something No, that was Fast Forward. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But a very similar... Like, it was a skits show, yeah. Yeah. which we don't have in Australia anymore. No, not we really. We don't have any light entertainment other than whatever they do on ABC. No. And we, we don't have... Um, any skit shows anymore either? No, nothing. No, we it's should so, start one up, mate. We
1: should. We should. <laughs> It'd be Sis Dog and Jalapeno Dino. Dino. <laughs> <laughs> that's my nickname,
0: Jalapeno Dino. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. Yeah, good. And it
1: only works in Australia because everyone says um um jalapeno everywhere else. Oh really? So jalapeno Dino doesn't really no have jalapeno a good jalapeno. You got to say it with the Australian accent jalapeno Dino. Why,
0: why are you called Jalapeno Dino? Because I'm spicy. I'm so <laughs> spicy. <laughs> you took a down. Oh it
1: was perfect. It was oh, perfect. Gosh. And I, I actually did pretty well with a nickname because I knew another guy called Dean, and he he copped Deanus the Penis. So, yeah, oh really? Yeah, which might work if he ended up being a stripper. I don't know. <laughs> Ladies, please welcome Deanus the Penis. The Penis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody dance now! It was one of those kind of gimmicks. Yeah, far out, man. Mm. Um, well, before we wind up here, um, are we almost done? Almost done, mate. That's an hour right oh, there. God. Yeah, we've been shooting the well, shit well, for an hour. Like,
1: what do we need? Else, do we need to talk about? Because let's 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 do it like real quick. You ready? Before we do and finish, yeah, it'll be like twenty-one questions.
0: Yeah, I, I want to ask you um, uh, in your time with the the Dead Preachers mm-hmm. or any of your other acts mm-hmm. that you've been with, mm-hmm. have you put any of your guitar playing? on record is there yes. anything out there that we We have a hear? single.
1: We have a single. So preachers have a single. Excellent.
0: Um called
1: Train. Okay. And we're actually going to um when we do the album we're going to do like an album version so we'll have a single version and an album version. Okay, cool. Um yeah, so the the single's out on Spotify. You can go Beautiful. and listen to it. Dead Preachers, Train. And um yeah, I think you can even get it on iTunes too if you're awesome. if you're that way inclined. Is it on YouTube? Um no, I don't think so. Um but I know it's on Spotify. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll try and get my hands on that um, mm-hmm. so that we can hear a little snippet of your guitar mm-hmm. playing prior to this interview yeah. being um, introduced here to the uh, to the punters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, you met you mentioned um, Dead Preachers mm-hmm. um, and uh, your guitar studio that you teach. Tell us yeah. all about that before we finish. All oh, right. So
1: that's kind of that's what I got into when I was um, when I was in my early twenties. I'm sort of like okay. Um, I've I've learned all about I've learned a lot about music and mm-hmm. I was always really passionate about teaching. I was always like a kind of a teaching person. I like to teach and I like to talk and I like to talk about things that I'm passionate about. And what I really also like is to sort of take information and to put it together in a way that's easily understandable. Like get a bit of a kick out of that, and that's yeah. basically all teaching is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. I started to teach guitar on Phillip Island and then I developed a, a studio at the back of my mum's house that ended up being like the the largest guitar studio in the area, which maybe wasn't such a big um, deal considering that, you know, there wasn't much going on in the area in, in, for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was very busy with that. And then I'm like, I want to move to Melbourne and I want to do a guitar teaching studio that specialises in in more advanced styles of electric guitar, like improvising and and songwriting and soloing and technique and all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. Because like my heroes were people like Paul Gilbert and Steve Vai and all these guys, and they were all teachers, but they taught um, they taught um, like advanced stuff. And like Paul Gilbert would have this column in the magazines, and it was always like the shred column. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to be that kind of teacher, the one that you go to? if you want to learn some really cool shit. Mm. And so I thought, that's what I'm going to do. So I started doing rock guitar lessons, which is my, my current studio that I teach at. Yeah. And I just started doing it one day a week. I took one day off on Phillip Island and started coming up um, and teaching in North Richmond um, at Bakehouse Studios. so I I wanted into Bakehouse one day and told them that I was looking for a place to host my lessons, and they said, "Come on down and, and do it in one of our rooms." So they yeah, got a little. Which room did you? Well, it's a, it's actually a vocal booth off from the room with the recording desk in it.
0: Okay, yeah, I know that's. Um,
1: yeah, and so they they're like, "Look, we don't use this room. You 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 can teach in here, and it's it's maybe." Maybe a little bit smaller than this, than this room, which yeah. which for the people listening would be like the, the room that I teach in is like maybe three, three metres by three metres yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or four metres by four metres. Um, so it's big enough for a guitar lesson. And I started doing that one day a week and then um, started doing it two days a week and then got to the point where I was just going down to Phillip Island one day a week and living in Melbourne and teaching the rest of the time wow. and rock guitar lessons. Yeah. And I remember the day that I said goodbye to all my... Philip Island students I'm like I can't really do it anymore I'm really sorry it was really sad because there's not really that many people down there to teach Yeah, and yeah. Um, I basically just hung on to it was like a Monday that I'd go down and I'd teach yeah. on Phillip Island and um, I just kept all the ones who like I really liked yes. you know because there are ones I'm like, oh, I'm just finishing up. And they're like, okay, cool. See you later. And they didn't really mind so much. And then others that like, you know, are a little bit more attached to it. So I just kept them. Yeah. And then I um eventually said goodbye to them. And then I'm doing rock guitar lessons in North Richmond full time. So that's
0: my studio. So that's it. And, you, and you can
1: go and check it out at dot www.rockguitarlessons.com.au.
0: rockguitarlessons.com.au. Mm-hmm. And you're still at Bakehouse. I'm still at Bakehouse. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love Bakehouse, man. We've yeah. I've rehearsed there many times with many it's different great. bands. And it's a great
1: place. It's a great vibe, you it's know? A, it's, it's a cool vibe. It's
0: super I, cool. I love that um, scrap, scrap museum it's upstairs. so cool, isn't uh, it? The first time I rehearsed up there was about four or five years ago, mm. and I was like, oh, this would be a cool place to do a film clip. But of mm. course, a million people have probably already done it. I, so I think I, a couple have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I straight away went into YouTube and just put in, you know, Bakehouse Studios video clip, mm. and um, I found this artist called Chala, mm-hmm. and it... It it had Bakehouse. It was like live clip or whatever. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this is really good. (laughs) Damn it. And so you know how YouTube has that that um, uh, suggested mm-hmm. you know on the side before you know watching this check that so then all of her film clips came up yeah and I'm like I clicked on the next one clicked on the next one now as a 35 36 year old bloke at the time I'm not getting into new artists mm. man okay mm. it's not happening mm-hmm. I like what I like mm-hmm. I'm very stubborn mm-hmm. if anything like I'm going to like an older band that I never gave a shot to and just yep. obsess about then I'm not going to find some new and then, sure enough, now I'm a fan of this person. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But that was... That thanks, was, YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. You thanks, bastard. Bakehouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much so, I went to her show, like, I think I've seen her That's twice great. live. Yeah, That's she's so had cool. Out. Shout it's, out to Chalo. I've, I've, I've reached out to her to be on the show um, and... She was not available, unfortunately. So, yeah. But, you know, that's all right. Yeah. You know, that's not okay. everyone wants to come to Casa Siriani and look, yeah, at, and these look these at all amazing these figures. Yeah, exactly. I do. <laughs> you do.
1: Oh, I like Jalapeno oh, Dino. Yeah, exactly. I've been looking at this this sexy Princess Leia over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't get my eyes off her.
0: Yeah, she, she is adorable. That's why mm-hmm. I put her on the front cover of my record. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. I want to see what's under the tape. Um, well, breasticles. Know. Yes, the couple of breasticles under <laughs> the tape yeah. there—that's the special edition. The vinyls came with the um, the op, the you know, the 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 breasticles showing. However, the CDs did not. Oh, so if you just have a look there on the on the okay. desk, you, I, I, yeah, I yeah, the the CD there. Um, so mm-hmm. that was more of a night of like a you know, special kind of edition for the vinyls. But mm-hmm. there you go, man. We've talked some shit.
1: We seriously have. Hey, I had a feeling it was going to be like this, Dave. Yeah. When, as soon as I walked in your house, I'm like, we're not going to talk about anything related <laughs> to the podcast at all. It's going to be about shit. No, it's. Good. I actually said to Russell on the way out because I myself am uh, uh, a um, aspiring psychonaut, and and uh, I have I've uh, um, I, I have an interest in psychedelics, and I thought I'm just going to see if I can like turn it into the Joe Rogan podcast and like, Ru- just start going like, hey man, you ever done DMT?
0: Right, right. <laughs> I've never done anything like that, man. Yeah? Yeah. I- you don't
1: need it, man. Look at you. You you're, you're I'm already you're, wearing that. You're a ball of energy with your tie dye shirt. <laughs> yeah, I look
0: like, like I've tried everything. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs>
1: what's that what's that um that Salvador Darlene quote? It's like, I don't need drugs, I am drugs. Right. <laughs> My mum used to say that, but then she also did drugs, so it didn't
0: make any sense. <laughs> Oh, man, it's been great to get to yeah. know you. Um, you too, man. And, uh, yeah, so everyone, go out, check out The Dead Preachers, rockguitarlessons.com.au if you want to get a guitar lesson from Dino, oh, Jalapeno Dino or Dean Luke, as um, they call him mm-hmm. on the socials. Thanks for joining us on The Art of Turing, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks well, for having me. Well, we'll see you on the with, with The Dead Preachers, and we'll see you at rockguitarlessons.com.au. You certainly will. Right on. Bye. See you, brother. <laughs> And that's a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 92, all done. Only eight episodes left of The Art of Touring. I can't believe it. Eight to go. It's ridiculous. Started this gig two years ago and I'm still sitting in this studio talking talking nonsense with musos and wrestlers. I love it. I do. Look, guys, I really love the pod. But at the same time, it does take up a lot of time. And um, it's something that's become part of my life that it's kind of like a love I don't want to say love hate thing more of a it's like I love doing the interviews but then all of the the editing and the sourcing of the musos and the wrestlers and everything and the promotion of the show it kind of drains the love out of it for me if I had like you know the luxury of having a producer and getting all of that done like all the big podcasting characters do then I think I probably would continue doing it but um all of all of the stuff that goes along with it, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of cooked. I'm cooked, Art of Touring listeners. But that's all right. We're gonna have a massive, big summer blowout, <laughs> a massive in a massive party on Feb 15th for the final. Pod and it's actually I'm actually recording that. So it's on Feb fifteenth, but the final episode won't be until March. So I'm giving myself about a three-week grace period so I can get all the audio from the night, because we're gonna be recording the whole night. I'm gonna be interviewing all of the bands that'll be there on the night. Um, and releasing it as a 100th episode spectacular, um, so it's going to be a long episode. The, the so you won't feel cheated, um, and on the night you certainly won't feel cheated because it's it's a huge huge night. It's starting at eight. It will go until past midnight. Only 20, 20 bucks um, over just a little bit over twenty bucks to get in, and um, it's going to be well worth it. Five bands, interviews, giveaways. Uh, so our sponsors are going to be coming on board. I've pretty much locked away those deals. So I'll talk to you more about that next week. Um, and it's just going to be a huge night of fun and um, and good times. So I hope everyone does get down. I'm just winging it right now. I usually have notes and I, I talk pretty strictly with the notes, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk off the cuff, you know, and tell the people how, how the SIS dog's feeling about the pod. And look, I love it, man. I Like I was saying, it's it's something that I really love doing and I would like to continue it, but only if I'm able to, you know, source some guests that I feel can bring something, you know, new to the table because I feel like I'm doing, I'm in, I'm in a little bit of limbo, podcast limbo. But if I can find a new home for it in another incarnation, then don't worry, I will definitely endeavor to do so. So as always, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast as well. We've got over 300 followers on Instagram, and that's not easy. I didn't pay for any of those followers. People have seeked out this content and they've followed it. So that's, I'm pretty proud of that, man. 300 strong. <laughs> um, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can. Most of the spots of the last uh, eight episodes are taken, but there are a couple left so if you do if you're like you know what man i've been putting this off too long i want to be on the art of touring message me man and you could be one of the last ever guests Uh, you can listen to art of touring on itunes uh, google play spotify all those areas and you can leave a review as well so if you want to get in a review and boost those numbers for me that would be sick now let's get into the plugs on Saturday, Feb 15th, the Spotted Mallard in Brunswick, the Art of Turing podcast is celebrating its 100th episode with a live event. Joining me on the night will be previous guests of the show, including live sets from the Millionaires Club, Delsinki warbirds swedish pop factory and the debut performance by the hollywood hitters we've changed our name before we've even had a gig we've changed our name the hollywood hitters i'll be singing and we'll be performing songs from your favorite tracks from fake bands in movies including spinal tap still crazy mark Warburg's rock star and the wedding singer Um, Maybe even Mindhorn as well. Tickets are available right now uh, through uh, the event page on Facebook. Just like uh, the Art of Touring on Facebook. Um, Follow the links to the event page. Buy your tickets. Or just search for Art of Touring 100th episode and it'll take you straight to the Mosh Ticks website to buy those tickets. Or even go to the Spotted Mallards website and buy the tickets through there. Literally just so many ways to grab those ticks, so make sure you do it. Um, The Hollywood Hitters actually comprises previous members of The Art of Touring, previous guests. We've got um, Matt Ivanovich on the guitar, Nick Ivkovich on the bass. We've got Troy Mail on the guitar as well, and we also have Brett Wolferton on the drums. It's going to be insane. A great little set um, to finish the night, so make sure you're there. I have also ordered... 42 because that's my favorite number 42 pins uh, soft enamel pins exclusive pins for people who come to the show for the f- so the first 42 people through the door will be getting an exclusive art of touring podcast 100th episode live event pin which you can only get at the event it's not going on sale anywhere else you have to come to the show to get one of those pins and if you are if you've already bought a ticket i know who you are so i will be giving you a pin and the rest of the 42 people will be comprised of people who buy tickets and show up on the night 42 people through the door you will be getting an exclusive art of touring pin that's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a couple of shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, as always, who designed the artwork for this show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wallspelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Dean Luke. Be sure to follow him on all his social profiles. And uh, and then that's it. Thanks again for joining me. Tune in next time. There's only eight more times to tune in for another episode of The Art of During with This is... Oh, Remember, this week's podcast and every week's podcast for the last few weeks has been brought to you by Lobo's Collectibles in Thornbury, the best vintage toy store in the universe, and Anytime Fitness in Epping, where, as the name suggests, you can train anytime, day or night.